Hi guys, this is Tushar and uh, thank you so much for joining in. This is episode number two of Breaking the Box. And today we have Sarthak Goel, the founder of Invoid. Hi so guys. Sarthak, let's start with a very basic, the first question. How did you actually start? How did the idea come up? So take us back to your college days. Sure. So, I mean, uh, so I've, I've sold one solution to government of India during my final year. And that sort of gave me a confidence that probably I can start something of my own. I can probably pitch. I know how to pitch a solution, exactly what the pain points are. And uh, that's how the journey started. And uh, I attended the MIT bootcamp. Uh, that's where I met my co-founder as well. And we came back, we realized there is a lot of gap in terms of uh, implementation of machine learning in the computer vision domain. And that's how we started working. Initially, our idea was around uh, analyzing the CCTV footages in a in a, in a physical store, in a brick and mortar retail store. But that didn't work out. Uh, we, there were some challenges, operational challenges, and we realized that won't scale. So we were seven to eight months down. Uh, I mean, in the game, right? We realized that this wouldn't work. And uh, so we so we pivoted to an idea where we realized that this is a very more generic and more common problem of solving trust between um, uh, people who are sitting uh, in any part of India and trying to avail a service and to make sure that the brands are basically in full aware, uh, full, brands are full aware, fully aware of who they're onboarding and that's not a fraudster and there's a trust established between the customer and the brand. And also the some of the brands who are supposed to follow certain guidelines and regulations in the market, they're able to comply with them as well. So that's how, you know, it started with the retail uh, prospect as a retail as a, as a good prospect to a pivoting to identity verification and onboarding for regulated entities. All right. So, uh, start to give us a little bit more details and to you know a little bit more brief of what exactly does the startup do and how did you decide to pivot to a new domain, try it out, and then launch it fully. Right. So, I mean, we we started working in retail domain, right? And we did everything that was needed. The our primaries, our uh, talks with bigger brands. We 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 even sat with probably the biggest brands, retail brands in the country and even global. And we, we we did some POCs as well with that idea, but it was very important to realize, okay, this works and this, this does not. And we sort of acknowledged that early on. But at the same time, we realized, while we realized and while we were conducting POCs, we tried multiple ideas uh, with the same technology that we had built could be used. So we did, didn't try to put all of our eggs in one basket. We tried to diversify since we were realizing that this this is giving us some challenges and at the same time right it was very coincidental but one of uh, i mean so we were trying to book a cab for our meeting and uh, the wallet got blocked because there was no kyc done for that wallet and you know the the requirement was for me to go to a retail store do my kyc that too during work work hours on weekdays and that would be like four to five kilometers away from my home. Do my KYC. The retailer would get my documents. They would click the pictures of my documents, see my documents, send it to the wallet's office. And then there's somebody in the office seeing my documents again, validating them, verifying them. And then after three to four days, I would get a confirmation. And that could could be a rejection as well, right? I, I might not know what what's wrong. As a customer, I really don't know what what is the right thing or wrong in when we talk about regulations. And that's exactly where I realized that, I mean, we realized that 
this is the problem statement which could definitely be solved with sophisticated technologies such as machine learning and we set out to build models we started some pocs with organizations and to be honest this wasn't really a difficult um, problem to explain to a potential customer right they were already facing it they already knew that this is something which they need so we started with uh, smaller players right we started with smaller companies did pocs with them they liked the product they helped us shape it right so more important part of the problem was to understand uh, 70% of the problem statement not run after perfection and try to build a product which works and then shape it in a way that it becomes uh, that people come to you and ask for the product instead of you and go you go and sell it to them so sarthik you told that um, you know at a point of time you guys were at a standstill and you guys were thinking of pivoting your business so you know whenever there is an entrepreneur and they started something the idea and the concept and the business is very close to their heart was there a time at that period at that uh, you know at that point of time in your life that uh, you were you know looking at other options were you looking at you know yaar ye kaam nahi kar raha should we go back to our job was this going at back of your mind at that point of time i think uh, it was too early to take the last resort right i mean obviously now that i think of uh, it was definitely a a decision that i had taken way uh, way earlier than i should have right i should have done more research should have done more pocs before i left my job so but then at that point of time we didn't really think because you know we we got some good mentors in the starting uh, so it was like we knew that the tech stack could be uh, uh, pushed or shifted or tweaked to to get a better a better problem statement so i think the problem statement is what we try to figure out always that okay this there might be another problem statement for the for which we could solve so we didn't really feel like we should leave this in but obviously we we had a low points and only when you hit the bottom rock is when you sort of left so we at that point of time they were they were yeah they they were even even after we pivoted right there were points where we thought that okay okay this is getting tougher okay we need to make this much revenue by this month in order to uh, sustain in order to or else this isn't working and we should set a timeline for us okay when by if by this point of time we are not able to do this uh, expected output then we should consider consider everything so hopefully i mean luckily thank god we didn't we we had that uh, month in mind but we didn't really uh, we have we sort of got the expected output great and and sarthak uh, you know it is said a person is born an entrepreneur so if a person has an entrepreneurial skill they would start right from the beginning so you know tell us about your college days of how did you really discover that you would want to do something as an entrepreneur and you want to be an entrepreneur even after taking a job in a well paying job you left the job and took this decision so how how did your college years look like college years were um, i mean so i did my engineering right i did my engineering in computer science and uh i started i mean when i entered college i <clears throat> i didn't know that i would actually be uh i would like a problem statement and i would go out and build a solution for it so i mean the first problem statement so it's usually a problem statement that you've suffered that will Correct. motivate you enough to create a solution uh, and so i mean there was a classic um, i mean there is a startup or there is a project in every college where somebody might be being the mediator or the broker of uh, i mean the books that the seniors want to sell to juniors so i started with that basic 
B plan, you might call it. And uh, I mean, I t- try to shape it more as a perspective to understand that, okay, there are a lot of other things that we, which acts as a gap between a senior and junior communication, especially specifically if your college has a lot of day scholars instead of hostels. So we build that and then uh, realize that, okay, this requires a lot more attention and a lot more operational um, capabilities. So decided to uh, stop pursuing that, decided to basically uh, continue my degree and do everything as, as, as is required. And then uh, I got an opportunity again in my final year to basically uh, uh, submit another project. And that project was basically for a hackathon. And that was the first edition. And uh, that was a problem statement given by the government of India, right? Department of Science and Technology. So we presented a solution. They really liked it. And I think, I think that was the point where I realized, I mean, as, as I was mentioning earlier, right? So, I mean, that was the second time I was selling something in my college years. And we got paid for it, right? It was important that whatever you're selling, you're getting paid for it. Never do something for free. So we got paid for it for the for the um, project that we sold to the government as well. So that that was another sort of point in my uh, board, right? Okay, I've done this as well. I I should I should try it. And if I if I fail, right? I mean. I can always come back to what I'm trying to do, whatever, whatever anyway it was doing. So that I think that taking that jump is very important. And that's what I did. Correct. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was born in, in me, mm-hmm. but yes, I am sort of I understand that um, I, I want to like if I'm told to do something, I would rather explore a lot of other things associated with it than mm-hmm. just do that point. Be a little to, bit more creative on yeah. my own. All right. All right. Sarthak. So, so, you know, even after taking a job, you were very sure that you don't want to do that job and you want to try something of your own, but you know, job is very secure. You get a salary every month. Entrepreneurship, uh, being an entrepreneur is very, very, uh, unpredictable things happen haywire. So how can you take us back to that feeling of, mm-hmm. uh, what were you thinking when you were leaving your job and you were, you know, getting yourself into mode care up to, I have to start my own business and I have to do it on my own. Hmm. So what were you feeling at that point of time? So I tried to make it more calculative, but it doesn't work like that. I mean, I thought that, okay, certain POCs will work. I will leave my job, but then I knew that, okay, I will have to leave it in order to pursue something full time. And I mean, my job was really great. I mean, I still remember and I, I had no dissatisfaction with my job as such. I mean, it was, it was paying me enough and it was actually very cool, right? So I was already working in a mid-level. I mean, it's a highly grown startup as well, but then it was very comfortable. So I think that is the reason why I sort of uh, decided that I wanted to get get in a tougher situation. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like, okay, this is fine, and I'm liking it. I think I can I can sort of be in a more harsh environment and try to find uh, something more interesting. And that's how that's how it started, right? And 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 the best part of it is that your fa- friends and family are supportive of it. And that's, that's something that I've been lucky, very lucky that my parents have always supported this. And uh, I mean, obviously if there's growth then they, they really don't uh, mind, you just have to tell them. And I think they, they were able to understand and that's very important. That, that is the most important thing that will, uh, that was a, that, that helped me come up, uh, cross over that, uh, uh, uncertainty, a period of uncertainty. 
Okay. And Sadak, as you said, you're working in a startup, Exigo, which is one of the yep. you know, very good startup when it comes to, uh, I think it, they're into travel, travel and uh, they, they have a lot of good applications as well, which yeah. are very, very highly downloaded applications on Play Store. That's so right. was it because of that you are already in the startup uh, field and you're working in a startup that you're like very, very uh, fascinated by doing something of your own and scaling it up? Very interesting. I mean, you've asked this and this is something which you'd find a lot on the internet. If you just go and Google Exigo Mafia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, they, there's, there was something in the West called PayPal Mafia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And PayPal Mafia was that people would leave, would work in PayPal and realize that, okay, they have a lot more things that they can do. And a, there are numerous startups uh, born out of PayPal, right? People left PayPal. And this was something which is happening in Ixio, right? It, it happens in Flipkart. You'll see that uh, people in Flipkart who've left Flipkart and started something of their own. And this is something which is a very f- common phenomenon uh, in Ixigo.com. I mean, you, if you just Google Ixigo uh, Mafia, you'd find a lot of them because I think it's a very uh, good place to understand how a startup works. The founders are all there all the time and they directly interact with you. And I mean, the, the hierarchy was very flat. And that sort of, yes, that definitely acted as a, as an enabler of, okay, if this, this, this is cool. And if this is something that I can build, I mean, I should definitely go and try it out. And that was definitely a, a motivator. And I think if you, if you see these startups, which are born out of uh, Exibo, they're all doing pretty well, pretty well. I think um, they're excellent bunch of people. They have, they hire excellent bunch of people and uh, not boasting, but just saying the other people that I saw around me were, were very excellent and uh, they were very, very talented. Great. So uh, Sarthak, you also mentioned that your parents were very, very supportive of you, you know, taking like an uh, untrodden path. Hmm. And you, you mentioned previously that your parents are government job employees. So, you know, when we keep it on a scale of riskiness, we hmm. see that having a government job is like one of the most safer options. So was it difficult for your parents and how did you really convince them? And how did you, how, why do you think they, you know, absorbed this idea of their son doing with something, which is very, very risky and very, very unpredictable. I think still adopting to it. They, they haven't really questioned a lot, but they're sort of absorbing everything and seeing how it's going. And uh, I mean, even, uh, even for every, every, venture or any, anything that I've taken up in the past, they've, they've realized that I've taken it myself without any influence or without any support. Uh, I mean, there's always support of people, but then it was something which I t- took out of my own curiosity or how I was able to, let's say for a job as well, right? It was no, it was not a campus placement. It was an off-campus placement. So they knew that I could probably take steps and uh, try to figure out something. So they sort of trusted me, but regarding the government job, I think, I think I'm not sure if they're still convinced about it, but uh, I mean, oh yeah, it's they're absorbing it, and there is no as such government job is a very uh, secure job, obviously, and the only challenge is there are lots of people appearing for it, and this, the seats are handful. That's the only thing, or else I think I I really envy the life uh, they have, they've they've built. Great, great, Satak. Uh, so w- what would your mother say when you, whenever you are having a good day? Would, would she say that everything is going to turn all right? Or would she say that, you know, leave this thing, uh, go back and do your job, which is like a more uh, better one? Or maybe not, not exactly the better one, but a yeah. safer one. 
what she'd always say is i mean if you if you think that this is fine then go go about it if you have a doubt just just think about it again and they she wouldn't tell me to take path number a or path number b but she would always tell me that uh, she she still tells me that if you think this is fine then go do it just make sure that you are absolutely uh, certain about this and not not in two minds and that that's the only thing that she would say great great absolutely yeah. absolutely um and and you, you know uh, so what i have also felt in my personal life and i i i i'm pretty sure you would also relate because you are also very young and you started very young is that uh, we see we definitely compare ourselves to our colleagues to our friends mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we started at the same time they have started their jobs and we are starting as an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur uh, so how does that feel like because you know because people and your friends would have a better you know a comfortable job they would be earning better they would be doing pretty well but uh, you as an entrepreneur would be obviously struggling in your in- initial mm-hmm. years so how do you really you know uh make yourself feel on the same page or even better uh when it comes to those days i think uh, usually friends are very supportive of it because they now the ecosystem is so so much more mature that everybody is able to see uh, how entrepreneurship works and as more and more startups basically indian ecosystem indian startup ecosystem is growing like crazy right there's been funding all over and specifically if you take take up a field like where we are working right it's regulatory technology or fintechs regarding banks it's a good space and so in terms if i had to sort of compare that would be sort of in, in just because everybody and just because everybody has their own set of paths to take and considering that i took an entrepreneurial path they were pretty supportive about it and uh, i mean i i would still hang out with them right and uh, we would talk about stuff and it's interesting because we bring a different perspective and they bring in a different perspective so it's been i haven't really felt that okay there's been a difference it's been very similar as such all right that that's great so it is you know very important to have like a very good support system support system of of people even outside the startup ecosystem absolutely right. they can absolutely give you like a new perspective and a different perspective because they keep you sane right i mean <laughs> you, you need to have people with different perspective or else you're stuck exactly exactly so sardak uh, uh, you you got to attend the mit boot camp which was like a very very selective program and it ha- was uh, conducted by uh, mit so mm-hmm. can you tell us about how did you really apply how was this entire experience and what kind of value addition was uh, there when you attended and you know interacted with a lot of people over there i think so i knew oh, i had this urge of starting something of my own and it was during the final year of college that i i started looking at avenues which would help me take it a more in a more calculative manner rather than just me going out and trying to do something i preferred that i i had some coursework or i had some framework in my mind or i or knew enough or exposed to enough opportunities to understand what i should do and what i should not so that was the main reason why i uh, preferred to go there and uh, i think uh what it taught basically was of course they 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 had excellent mentor sessions right so they they were people um, ex navy seal so there would be an ex navy seal who would come up and tell us what their hardships were and how they overcame overcame that and then there is on the other hand then there is sea of dominos who comes and gives you a lecture so you can basically see what's the basic 
that you need to do in life whatever be the venture right if it was a war zone what decisioning would you make and if it wasn't what decision make decision decisioning would you do and so that was the most important thing that was exposure exposure to a lot of other things that you wouldn't get sometimes when you're sitting at home right now it's obviously it's easier to get exposure I'm talking something about just 3 2 to 3 years ago right and uh, obviously covid wasn't there and most of the things would happen physically you couldn't just log into a website and see okay there's a webinar and i can go and attend it so to get get exposure you had to go to those events so i think exposure is was the was the main thing that i got from that uh, boot camp all right all right great uh, so as you have already you know mentioned uh, covid i would you know directly jump on to how covid has affected your business would you say that it has uh, affected your business in a positive light or there have been certain uh, you know pushbacks that have been there right so it's a mix uh, initially when covid hit right we were working with clients who uh, who got affected so we are a b2b company right we depend on the businesses to do well or we rather help them do well so that we can do well in in that order and so when covid first hit the lockdown was there it was very difficult because these clients was were having problems in their business and it was difficult for them to sort of pivot or adapt quickly and in that in turn it started affecting us but what we realized was i mean obviously our business teams Uh, i mean hats off to the business team right they realized that there were other avenues there were other companies who would rather need this product more because of covid right they because everybody is getting uh, so the the system is distributed right your workforce is now sitting at home and you can't really uh, i mean you would want them to be uh, want to get 100% efficiency you might not because then there is work from home setting that you need to set up first but your business cannot be affected in that period of time so there were companies who basically demanded this sort of product and we were quick enough to basically know which industries would need this if these industries are suffering what are the industries who are going to gain out of it and how can we make their business or how can we help them so it was a dip right when covid hit but then since then it's been a it's been a good uh, it's a good progress curve progressive curve as such because there are a lot of businesses now that they want to give service on it through online mechanisms but they're not sure who to trust and who not to when they give out the resource when they're lending let's say or when they're providing you an exchange you you giving you securities and then uh onboarding you for some other purpose right be it a dating website or any anything you need to make sure so it's been a good um it's been good for business as such though times are unfortunate but uh, we are we are we are happy that we are able to help certain people also avail services right there's a lot of financial inclusion that we enable through our product somebody because we get customers from so uh, our businesses get customers even from tier 3 cities tier 3 tier 4 cities where physical meetup during the lockdown was a problem so they were able to onboard them because everybody has a mobile device or everybody is well versed with video calling everybody is well versed with how to how to handle gallery how to handle media in their phones and so we took uh, we took um, that as a point and companies also trusted the system to onboard customers remotely and then everything started getting back to normal for all the industries as as lockdown as uh, the times progressed great great uh, great satak since you have started in wide 
Hmm. Which one day would you say has been the best day uh, in office? In office. In um, office, as in as in uh, in it, in this entire journey of uh, this time, which one is the best day? Hmm. I think uh, when we so it's a uh, we need to get a a recurring revenue, right? We need to make sure the client who pays. this month also takes a service also pays us in next month mm-hmm. and also pays the next to next month so i think when we when we established a player who would, who was paying us for three months uh, so that so at the end of the three, third month when we raised the invoice and we got the payment right that was the day where we realized okay this is something that will go on right they need a product monthly on month on month basis and that was the good that was a good feeling right that made us realize that okay the product is uh, it has a recurring mode of payment because that makes a lot of difference when you're pitching it to investors right they they're looking for somebody who some company who who gets payment on a recurring basis it's not a service based company it's a product based company i think that was the best day where we we got recurring recurring payments from different clients and then obviously yeah i mean you have to find you have to find your good days yourself there there are no days which will come come <laughs> up and tell you that okay but you really have to find small happiness or i mean you have to realize okay this is good and probably this might not be good for everybody else but i feel that okay that's a good achievement it's a small how small or how big it may be so you really have to find that in your in your journey all right so you know because there are good days <laughs> there are bad days as well right so which one would you say if you could you know give us like a more personal view and uh, take us deep inside of which one was the day that uh, you know you were not very happy with how things were going i think it was just before covid right we were we were targeting certain customers and it was being very difficult to break through and that was the day where we realized that okay this is our target month where we need to see if we, if this is working or not i think the time where covid hit and sort of a few days before covid uh, lockdown sorry lockdown hit and a few days before lockdown that was when we were expecting okay this is a good deal that we're going to get we we going to we, this is a good deal for us we going to get this client on board and this is going to be huge and that's exactly when lockdown hit right and that client refused to uh, sign the deal and that was like we were so close we were pursuing them for months and months and this was going to be a make or break deal and this would change the 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 uh the few months that we are seeing for a business and this is a good deal we should get that and that's when lockdown happened and they they did not sign it right and that was the day where we realized okay this is serious and we were so close of so close to getting this client and i'm talking about a big client right they're the leading in the nation and that's that was a bad day right? that was a bad day but then the good part is that 3 to 4 months after the lockdown we have have we have them right now now they are with us they use our product it's just that sometimes it's difficult to see the bigger picture or difficult to see what's what's coming and yeah i think that was the day so sarthak i i believe that because you know it is a part of the entrepreneurial journey you have to face a lot of no's as well so there are a couple of yeses there are a couple of no's so how do you really make yourself feel better or how do you get really you know pick yourself up whenever there is a no or hmm. either from the investor or from the customers or from the clients no it's very difficult right because everybody has expectations and hopes from something and if that does not work out it's really uh, obviously you dejected to be honest 
you should get used to a lot of no's and if specifically if you're in if you try if you're becoming an entrepreneur or you're trying to pursue an entrepreneurial journey no's are going to be very often and it's going to be like 100 no's and a single yes that that's going to be the ratio probably but the good part is you need that one yes right and you should always look towards that one yes or the two yes second yes that you're going to get because you have to you you can fail like 9 99 times but what works is you have to be successful only once and i think we look always looking towards that yes that's all right get a lot of no's and the people who who say no to you uh, uh today and you should always hope that your biggest achievement from that would be converting that no into a yes how how would you convert that and take take that as a feedback rather than a uh, than a dejection take that as a feedback and try to work on it so that you can get a yes from them within a few months and within a few weeks so i think the yeses are you what you look forward to and the nos are simply feedback and you should take it them take them as a feedback and not as a disappointment of course starting of a journey we, we used to be a lot more dejected with nos obviously because you don't really you're not really accustomed to that sort of environment where everything is going no no for you and uh, i think uh, the better the better uh, um, i mean the best uh, sorry the best would be that you get a lot of nos early so mm-hmm. that you know what what you should do to get a yes because if you're not getting a lot of nos you're doing something i mean you should reconsider what you're doing there cannot be a lot of yeses there has to be a lot more nos than yeses all right ab uh, to so sarthak any practical hack or any you know any any nuskha that you do to keep yourself going even after you know so many nos and so many dejections <laughs> i think there is you have to find small motivation every every other day like i can't really think of one thing that keeps me going but i think uh, i think i i can't really think of any any one thing that will help you uh, move forward but i think uh, again look forward to people who are giving you feedback and improvement is the is the key right so what my, what drives me is is improvement in the feed for the feedback that i've got right if if a customer says i'm not buying you because of this so i will rather take that as, obviously take that as a feedback take that as a no feel a bit disappointed about it but then i would really be happy about knowing that okay i know what works right i know what does not work now what i, I know what will work so i'm i'm more interested in fixing that and going to the next client probably with a better solution i think that that is what drives me improving at least in the product sense right i mean there is a lot to there's a lot to learn in, in personal life of course but when you talk about product purely the product then uh, the customer feedback even for the customers who don't buy your product is important and that really drives me to make it in a more make it more full stack more end to end and more uh, viable for the customer as well all right all right sarthak um so uh, you know uh, because an entrepreneur keeps on struggling there are a lot of different feelings that keep on happening you keep on seeing other people doing really good they they raising a lot of funding uh, startups in general your friends mm-hmm. in general yeah. are doing a lot of good things so how do you really handle that intimidation that happens <laughs> uh, it's it's still there right i'm very very early in the entrepreneurial journey i, I am still in a very early journey very early in the journey sorry and i think uh you need to set a base a very proper base when you're starting up because you need to know what is going to happen it's a very very difficult journey and 
it it's a very glamorous room outside sometimes it does <laughs> seem glamorous okay this startup has raised billion dollars of funding but it's like it's it's definitely fairy and biased towards the founder uh, the ratio right even the mathematics are really Correct. really biased again uh, biased uh, not in the favor of uh, founders so you should actually know and you should sort of learn uh, i mean we still trying to understand that and what does not work you should know and you should have your basic set right this is what i'm going to have in for the next few years of my for the next few months of my life and i should be okay with it because the thing that i am set for or the thing that i want to pursue is probably much bigger than what i am having right now and you should sort of make that as your as your when you wake up right or when you go to sleep you, this is something that should always keep you up that uh keep your as in uh, should should motivate you that okay this is the reason why i started this and okay i will continue doing it till a point where i know what it's not working so till the time you've tried your best i think you should you should keep on going and uh just make sure that whatever you're planning is is what you actually want and that that will sort of be the north star metric that you want to achieve while you're while you're waking up every day great great satak uh so the next question which i want to ask is a very interesting question and i get a lot of diff- interesting answers and different perspectives uh so uh what would you prefer would you prefer perfection or would you prefer punctuality and why uh as in uh, i'm not sure if perfection and punctuality can be sort of kept in the same uh, uh, uh same balance but let's say let's say perfection versus speed Do you have to deliver on time, yeah. or you have to ensure the quality is good? Okay, I think I'm very, uh, uh, very biased towards speed and uh, timing and opportunity versus pursuing something till the time it's perfect. Because um, in the domain that we work, or even in the entrepreneurial domain as a whole, timing is very important, and you can't really afford to lose a particular opportunity just because you were how to make it perfect. right if somebody needs your product you should go ahead and give it at a 70% stage or an 80% stage and keep on working till the point it becomes perfect but don't wait for it to be perfect because that you might just lose up op- lose time and lose up op- the opportunity because opportunities are like you're going to knock knock a door for 100 days and probably the next days when somebody is going to open you can't really wait okay i need to make it perfect so i mean you're going to knock every day right you're going to knock knock every day and the, simultaneously you're going to build the product so when the time it, it's like 60% or 70% there i think you should knock the doors and not wait it to be 100% perfect because even how much you convince that it's it's the 100% is the perfection you might miss points and you can't you can wait, afford to miss the points the finer details but you can't afford to miss the opportunity and the timing so i think i am i am more of a non perfect go to uh, uh, go to go for it type of a person and i absolutely agree with uh, you on this one so i was a uh, couple of days back i was watching this uh, ted talk i'm mm. not very sure of the name of the speaker but he was talking about why do startups succeed mm. and the number one reason that you know that guy uh, you know found out after you know surveying a lot of startups was timing that their timing was the mm. right one and the timing was perfect and that is why these guys succeeded so i absolutely agree that you know if we keep on waiting for perfection it is never going to happen and we that's, are just that's a very famous ted talk mm-hmm. the one that you've listened to right they give they give close to three examples first is youtube second is airbnb and the 
third i can't remember uh, uh, the first one what they say about youtube right the video players were the thing exactly. and the video players became a very sophisticated thing which only uh, people who knew a lot of lot about computers would actually be able to play videos on their browsers that's when youtube came in correct then and there there was a boom of the internet and you can actually stream videos correct correct that was very uh, appropriate timing and and second was for i think uh, airbnb where they say that the 2008 fiasco had happened correct, correct. and people were looking to earn money through alternate revenues and they started giving out their homes to stay so right timing is is the key absolutely uh so one one other thing you know which is uh, i would say a little uh, i won't say con- controversial but people do have different perspective on on this one would you say that you would want to uh, prefer bootstrapping or would you want to you know go ahead uh, and go for a funding honestly very i mean being very very frank whatever works for you if you want to raise money raise money no bad deal about it just remember you uh, i mean there would be somebody else also uh, sitting with you when you're making a decision but you'd have the money you'd have that sort of a backing and while bootstrapping there are the, the the trade off is you'll you won't have a lot of money but uh, you will be the only one who will be making the decisions and you will be the only one who will be reaping the benefits also so i think it's a trade off and really there's no answer whatever works for you go for it if if it's a it's funding go ahead right we've tried to raise we have bootstrapped and we have tried to raise we have raised some money so i think whatever works for you should go for it and and uh, because sarthak you have already raised some money so w- would you say that that has been working well for you or would you say that there are a couple of things that i am not very uh, i would want to change but uh, yeah it was important at that point of time and therefore we did it i think uh, the month the amount of money that we have raised right it's it's decent for us and i think i wouldn't say that i would go ahead and try to change something that has happened because everything shapes up uh, the way your product or way your company is right now and i think i don't have any any uh, uh, i i think i'm all right with it and i would rather want to raise more money and uh, because that is what is needed sometimes when you f- so the key is when you found your product market fit you should go go ahead and try to make your progress graph look like this because when you're making a a market you try when you're trying to find a product market fit you your graph is like you you find something today you uh, get rejected some for something tomorrow and the graph goes like this but when you found a product market fit i think that's exactly when you should raise and i think till the amount that we've raised is sort of sufficient for us we don't have a problem with it all right great great sadak um uh so so let's say that you know uh um uh, uh so uh, one book or one resource that you would want to recommend young entrepreneurs and which you think really changed your life i think uh, i i hardly read books i think that's something that i do want to do uh, because <laughs> i mean uh, uh i can't really think of a book Right. even if it is a movie or even if it is like a short youtube video hmm. anything any any resource which you think you know you would want to refer somebody who is very young and want to start as an entrepreneur i think there's one podcast that i would recommend right i very recently listened to it and that's why it's very fresh in my memory so it's it's the um, podcast between um, i mean where in the conversation there's 
Kunal Shah, right? And uh, the other person is Ranveer uh, Alabadi uh, from the BA Biceps, right? They have this interesting conversation about how Indian demographic is set mm-hmm. and what works in India and what you should and what what are some things that you should avoid uh, if you're born in India and what things you should look up look out for. I think that is a very very nice podcast, which I recently listened in the lockdown as well. I think you should go for it, and that that really is a good one. That that absolutely is the good one because if you see actually how what a prodigy Kunalsha is and that's right. how how creatively he thinks and how how incurious he is uh, he's always always right. Um, so Sarthak, uh, I think see, the book I think the book I remember is uh, how I almost blew it mm-hmm. right and it has uh, sort of I mean short stories a short uh, uh, backdrop of how these people were made right. Uh, how how companies like uh, matrimony or how companies like infoedge or uh, free charge can try himself how how were these made right what are the problems that they faced and how did they start it i think that was a very, that is a very nice book because you you hear these names all day right if you're somebody from an who's interested in entrepreneurship who's who's a, who's a startup enthusiast you'd come across these names every day InfoEdge, how how this is a mammoth as a big company, uh, Kunal Shah started second, sold his first, trusted by I mean many VCs are re- really respect him for what he's done. I think you should read that book. I mean anybody who's who's interested in uh, knowing more about these names and how they they came up, how they started it, right? I think that's a good book too. How how, how I almost blew it. Great, great. Uh, so Sartha, coming to the last question uh, for today. Uh, you know, we see that uh, having a startup and being an entrepreneur is like continuous firefighting. You mm. sometimes even get burnt in this entire journey and you, you are the only one who will, you know, have to, uh, you know, blow your own wound or lick your own wounds. Mm. Uh, so what would you want to give as an advice or a lesson or, you know, just a suggestion to mm. your friends, your juniors, uh, young entrepreneurs who are starting very early. So any life lessons, any, anything that you stick by. I think there's only one thing that I, I mean, I'm too early to give that sort of any advice <laughs> in, in this domain. And there are much more people who hold an expertise and have more mature to, to talk about this topic. But one thing that I've always felt is that uh, sometimes we do create our virtual boundaries in our minds, right? That we can't do this or this is, I can't do this, right? Sometimes people think that, okay, this is something which only he did or she did and that I don't think I'm. I will be. I will be ever be able to uh, to accomplish that. I think that is the that is the only reason which is which is stopping you. I mean, the reason that you can't do it is the reason why you're not able to do it. If you actually set out or started pursuing something in that direction, maybe you maybe you do not get that, but at least you'll know what your capabilities are, or in or in that process, you might discover something else which which would be interesting. And it's rather going out and trying to. Uh, take opportunities head on and try to take challenges more head on rather than thinking that it wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. Or this is something which, uh, which wouldn't be, um, I, I won't be able to do it because this is very, very famous saying, right? People are really not lucky. They present themselves in enough opportunities. So they they become, they have more chances of being lucky. And I think that is very true. Because most of the times we're not really being in that positions. Half of the times our, our mind is sort of um, creating that barrier. Okay, we can't do this because 
he or she did it and he or she has these capabilities and that's why they were able to do it but probably you might also have some other capabilities which which would uh, help you propel i think you have to be lucky uh, and you can only be lucky when when you present yourselves in 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 enough opportunities absolutely absolutely sarthak all right so we have come and uh, to the end of the entire talk session and sarthak it was really nice hosting you and i would want to thank everybody who tuned in and thank you so much uh, everyone and you can definitely connect with sarthak on his linkedin we'll keep his linkedin bio in the section below so you can definitely uh, check out his startup and the kind of work he's doing and keep uh, following him all all throughout thank you so much everyone for joining thank you tushar it was nice talking to you bye thank you so much buddy thank you